So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, your average human being living in the Midwest, surrounded by cornfields. Good old Ohio. I love Ohio. Uh, I'm rocking a, a wedding photography studio here. And, and in the meantime, I am interviewing amazing photographers, industry experts, just kind of entrepreneurs to help you guys grow your business, right? This is what we're up to. This is the purpose of this podcast. So if you are a creative, specifically a photographer, and you're trying to figure this thing out, you're in the right place. Now I say creative because there are some non-photographers who listen to this podcast and message me just being like, OMG, this was awesome. I don't need to be a photographer. And so if that's you, if you're not a photographer and you listen to this podcast, thank you. Uh, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. As a matter of fact, I want to know if you are here and you are not a photographer. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your phone and go to Instagram and then uh, just shoot me a DM and be like, yo, I am a I am a pet store owner <laughs> and I listen to your podcast. So you can DM me on Instagram at J Ben Hartley, the letter J, J Ben Hartley on Instagram. And just let me know. If you listen to the podcast and you're not a, a photographer and what you take away from it, what you get out of it. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like, like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. 
You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work. But Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, the really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. All right, photographers, enough of these non-photography people. Listen, this episode's for you. I'm all over the place. This episode is for you guys. I'm, I, I've been, um, so I host a mastermind group on Facebook. Uh, it's a free community. Uh, check it out, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. But I, I only bring it up because there's been a lot of discussion and I get a lot of inquiry and, and just kind of questions of, what like what are the other photography opportunities out there for you know apart from just like this whole portraiture world of of you know uh, families and seniors and babies and certainly apart from this whole like wedding world like what else can we what else can we do and there's a lot of this chatter about personal brand photography and today's episode is dedicated to personal brand photography i'm really excited to to get into this subject to kind of begin to break it down to understand how you can make this a sustainable component to your business as its own entity, or even just as like an, an add-on, and maybe it's like a, a sub-brand, another, an, an, an additional stream of income that you're going to do alongside your events or alongside your portraiture. And so today, I got Meg Marie McMillan in the house. I ran into Meg. Uh, we'll talk with her a little bit about it, but it was, whew, man, I think it was like three years ago. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll share the, a bit of the story. Um, but here's here's what I love about Meg is just the, the sheer uh, honesty. Like like she's got so much story to share and and none of it is sacred. None of it is like this private thing that is is unwilling to be talked about. So let's start with this. So after dropping out of school and about 27 failed jobs later, she pretty much gave up. Like like was was committed to the the thought that she would never actually discover her passion, like what she was to be doing in this life. And and, so, and this is what we'll get a chance to talk with about, but like, how did brand photography fall into place? How did it, how did it come into being for her? Because now she has an abundant business doing what she loves, completely obsessed with personal brand photography and she's slaying it. Um, Meg is a passionate human, proud wifey, world traveler, yogi, and brand photographer. She's obsessed with helping women like well, maybe it's like you, maybe it's like your wife, like your daughter, step into their power. Maybe it's your clients, step into their power. She loves all things magic, which I really want to know what the heck that means. All things magic. And of course, it's a weekly skinny margarita. I'm glad maybe it's daily, uh, bi-daily. Um, you can find her living her best life in San Diego or traveling the world, capturing gorgeous photos of brilliant women. Meg, Marie, McMillan, welcome to the show. Hey, so happy to be here. So excited. Um, and I'm just over here trying not to laugh out loud as you were talking. 
<laughs> Listen, you guys, I warned Meg. And I was like, hey, so Meg, I just need you to know I'm feeling a little zany today. Um, I'm drinking some booch over here. Kombucha, by the way, in case you need me to explain a little bit more what booch is. So I'm drinking some kombucha over here. And um, this may be the most fermented kombucha I've ever had. Uh, Meg, are you a, are you a booch fan? I live in Southern California. So yes, kombucha is like our water here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Meg, so let's let's kind of catch the listeners up a little bit. Uh, wh- when did we first cross paths as far as you can remember? Um, and, and what did that look like? Yeah, totally. So I was living abroad in Taiwan, actually, <laughs> when I discovered my love for photography. And what you were talking about in the intro is so true. I was like very frustrated, feeling like I'm never going to find my purpose. And I just knew that I just knew there was like something else for me. I knew I was like meant to do big things. And I was just at a point where I was really confused. So I'm like, let me move abroad and teach English. And that is when I bought my first camera and everything changed. And so I was researching, you know, how do I use this thing? (laughs) And taking online courses, I was subscribed to memberships and started listening to podcasts. And yours was my absolute favorite still is my favorite podcast to learn from. And um, that's how I discovered you. And then when I heard about abundance, I'm like, hmm, this sounds like something that I really, really need right now. And so I came to abundance all the way to Ohio. And that's, that's how we met. I love it. This is so cool. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, um, I'm going to give a high level and then Meg, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'd love to get your interpretation of abundance. So, uh, once a year I bring in like 20 photographers or so, uh, to my house and we stay for three or four days, give or take. And I completely rebuild your business. (laughs) That's like it in a nutshell. Um, and, uh, and so Meg, Meg, I'm trying to remember, I think you were you were OG abundance, right? Um, it was, you actually, I, was, I, think you were, I think it was two years ago. Was it the second I one? I'm, we're on, I think we're on our fifth or six. I think it's five. I, don't, I forget. I think we're on six now. Um, what's so? What was what was your big takeaway from abundance? Because that was, if I'm hearing you right, Meg, that was very early on. I feel like most people who end up investing into workshops and conferences, they've kind of paid their, I don't want to say paid their dues because that sounds like it's an obligation. Like it's, it's actually required. Um, like they've been at it for maybe a year, two, five, ten, 10, and just kind of struggling. It, it sounds like you kind of, uh, went straight in, uh, to learning right off the bat. Like you kind of dove into the deep end. Is that accurate? Totally. And you know, part of that was that I made the decision. This is what I'm doing. Uh, when I found my passion, finally, it was like, wow, I can, I can do something I love and make an abundant living doing it. I need to learn from the best. I need to invest right away. And I was just passionate and ready to, for my business to grow and take off. And I had a hunger to just go full time as soon as I could. So of course I was like working the day job and doing the photo shoots for a while, but I just sought out the best people. And I think it was just my drive and hunger to be an entrepreneur. I'm kind of a rebel and kind of like a just a free spirit. And that's why the job thing never worked out for me. (laughs) I'm like, I need to be my own boss. And so I just had this hunger and I was like, I'm just going to invest. I'm not even going to have a plan B. This is my only plan. And so I think it was that mindset was part of it. And, um, that I just, I just felt it. It's just, I think sometimes we overthink things, but our gut and our intuition knows what's right. When we get really excited about something we hear about, like we just need to go and do it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I think all the times we overthink things, even in even in me saying that, I'm pretty sure I overthought saying that statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, what was your big takeaway from abundance? Like, and maybe it's obviously there's a number, but like maybe um, or how is there is like how would you sum it up? Like, what you know? Oh my gosh! Okay, what was I it could talk you? about abundance forever. Um, you know, I had the strategy I needed. I was looking for. Um, it had the like, you know, we taught went just we went over so much, right? Like the your entire business, you shared about the pricing, everything. But the biggest takeaway for me that I think really like helped my business grow coming back from abundance was the training I got in sales from you. And it, it's different mm-hmm. to see you sitting there like on a phone call and listen to the whole call or see you with clients and how you interact, or just like be around you and your passion and see how sales doesn't have to be hard. It can literally just be you sharing from your heart, you getting passionate and excited about what you're doing and communicating that to your people so that they know that, you know, you're there for them and you're going to support them. And at the end of the day, I guess the takeaway was like, it's not about like the pricing and the strategy and like what packages you're creating. It's about the interaction you have with your clients and the way you're making them feel. It's awesome. Yeah. Sales or, or like serving, right? That's one of those things that like you, you really can't like uh, mm-hmm. read a book, you know, like, and just kind of, and don't get me wrong. You can understand the principles and, and, and that kind of, I like the, the idea behind it, but it really is one of those things, even for myself, like how the way that I got trained in like sales slash serving, right. The way that I developed that was by like actually getting out into like workshops, into like multi-day environments, into actually like sales room experiences. And um, it's one of those things that I agree. That's it's encouraging. That was a big takeaway for you. It's yeah. something I've been continuing to double down on. Meg, it's so cool. Uh, I love it. Um, actually, I, I should get a link down. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to do Abundance um, the first week of December. I really need to get dates. I need to just announce it. I keep putting it off because I'm in the middle of like crazy crazy wedding season right now. Uh, you know, end of September and it's still just madness, but I need to get some dates out. Um, hopefully I'll have some by the time this goes live and, uh, and there'll be a link down below. If not, there'll probably be a wait list that I'll get for you guys. Um, six forward slash abundance is the wait list. Six figure S I X sixfigurephotography.com forward slash abundance will probably be a wait list or maybe just a page who, who knows what'll be ready. Um, Meg, so then it sounds like things were pretty like despairing early on and, and we haven't quite, I, I'd love to understand a little bit more depth for like, how did personal brain photography actually come into being? Cause it sounds like it was all over and we've, we've skipped <laughs> that component of how you mm-hmm. discovered it. Um, Yeah. So when I came back from living abroad with my boyfriend, who's now my husband, (laughs) convinced him to go with me, and um, we we came back, and I just like had the um, I had made that decision. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my whole heart into making my business. I'm I'm going to go for it. And so, of course, in the beginning, I was taking anything and everything that I could. You know, I did weddings. I did newborn family. Like I even did funerals. Okay. (laughs) And the personal brand photography happened because one day my good friend asked if I could do a photo shoot for her business. And she actually had already had kind of everything mapped out, a couple locations in mind, some shots she wanted to get, her outfits. And I'm like, hmm, that sounds fun. Okay. Yes. Cause I was saying yes to everything at that point. (laughs) So we -hmm. did that. And she loved the photos, started sharing the photos. And after that, 
uh, both of our brands just took off from that single photo shoot. You know, um, I started getting a lot of referrals from her network and then her confidence was just different. You know, she had always been a really talented marketer, but now she had the confidence piece to go with it and the wow factor of just incredible images that were really attention grabbing. And that's how it started was just that single photo shoot. And really, like I'd say brand photography just kind of found me. That's awesome. Did you try anything else? I mean, like, was it ever, was it ever like, maybe I'll like when you, hold on, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Let's rewind mm-hmm. a hot second here. Cause again, I feel like some things were skipped. Let's be honest. Like when you started, when you picked up a camera, you like, did you think brand photography is it? Or, or was it like, I'm going to be like, a, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. I'm going to be shooting babies. I thought I'm I would be, be a shooting. wedding photographer. And then I was, I, I, okay. I still okay. love gotcha. weddings. There's just a magic about weddings that you don't get on a brand shoot. But the brand photography thing happened and I just had so much fun on this one shoot. I'm like, Hmm, this is interesting. And then somewhere I heard the term brand photography started like thinking, Oh, there's all these entrepreneurs, business owners in the world that have incredible brands online, incredible websites. Someone's taking their photos. Right. So I started doing research and I'm like, Oh, there's a thing called brand photography and there's personal brand photographers who do this for a living and they make a great living just working one-on-one with people. And I think something clicked in my brain. I'm like, one-on-one, I've always loved working one-on-one. You know, my background was in personal training and teaching yoga. So I love working one-on-one with people. And I just, I just realized like, this is something that I could get into. And as far as getting clients in the beginning, um, there's a few things I did. So started networking, going to events, um, to Let, let's get more specific. Hold uh-huh. on, I got to pause on that. I started networking. That's like, I, I started like, <laughs> what is, what is networking for you and what are events? Let's, let's actually okay. get real with it. So as someone who I actually like, I'm, I, I'm kind of like a secret introvert. Like people think I'm really extroverted, but I'm not, I get really nervous going to events. I get social anxiety. Um, but I get, I feel good one-on-one with people. Right. And so I just started, um, I, I actually like heard of a local entrepreneur event for females only, and they were just launching this small networking group called Dames Collective. And somebody referred me to do the photos for the event. So I went there and I just fell in love. Like I loved it. I felt like I was totally surrounded by my people, my type of women that I could be best friends with. (laughs) And, um, so I continued to go to that single event and, you know, I've been to a lot of networking events. You can find free events on meetup.com. You can find, you know, so many different events around your area through Facebook and local events that business owners are going to specifically. But I think you really need to find your type of people and your type of event. You know, um, this particular event, um, it's not a free event. It's 30 or $40 every time you go. But those people are, you know, invested in growing their business. And those entrepreneur women, they're paying to go to this event and make like good connections. And they are ready to invest in good quality photography. And so I think that's one thing is finding your kind of like tribe and event and then just sticking with it. You know, I went to this event for six months, um, once or twice a month, and I didn't get any clients but after six months, I got a couple people and then it just took off from there. I go to the same event two years later and now I'd say like 30% of my clients are from this group. 
It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's depth. It's not necessarily width, it sounds like. You just you went all in on this particular group and just continued to, to give, give, give. And it's things didn't take place till later. I understand that. It's that makes sense. And so I want to get this clear. What I'm picking up is that you're not just brand photography, right? It sounds like you are personal brand photography, which the distinction, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the distinction is that you are working with solopreneurs, you are working with individuals for their own personal brand. And they may have some people working with them, but you're focused on the individual rather than the local coffee shop, rather than, uh, let's just leave it at that example. Is that accurate or where did I miss the That's mark? 100% accurate. So that's like the hashtag PBP. Um, personal brand photography is all about really working one-on-one with somebody like the solopreneur, you know, coaches, whatever their business is, the creativepreneur, uh, other photographers who are really building a personal brand. So it's, you know, people are investing with that business owner because they really like not just the product, but who they are as a person. And so with personal branding, you're really trying to bring out, um, that unique individual and show who they are beyond just the work that they do kind of tell a story of their brands. Whereas like, yeah, coffee shops. I've also worked, I've worked with like real estate teams. I've worked with other bigger teams. Um, and it's a totally different feel when it comes to the photography. And I just found from experience that I just love the one-on-one work. And, um, it's awesome. Yeah. So you're really focused in that. I love this. I, I love the, the opportunity to become a master of your craft, to become a specialist within within your niche, right? There's so much authority to be gained. There's so much desire to be gained. And I don't see very many, many people doing this within the personal brand photography space. Now, here's where I'm asking you, am I, am I wrong in that? You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm, I, I'm not aware of just how many personal brand photographers that there are out there because I'm not directly in that space. But is this a field that you feel like has a lot of opportunity for growth? Uh, What's kind of your perception of that niche? Oh my gosh, so much opportunity for growth. So I heard a statistic that 30 years from now, 60% of the US population will be business owners. So it's a very growing industry. And even though, you know, we got our iPhone cameras, some people love to like take their own photos. There's always going to be so many people that just would rather have someone help them. Like most people do not feel confident on camera and posing in front of the camera and they need guidance, they need help. So there's so much opportunity to help, you know, business owners magnetize their brand and you know, as far as niching, that word like always scared me. I'm like, I don't want to niche, but you need to niche because you need to pick who you want to serve, especially in the beginning while you're trying to get your name out there and be known for something. Um, that is going to help you. You know, if I was just posting all my different type of the different photography I was doing in the beginning, I, I know my brand would not have taken off as fast as it did. Um, with me saying, I'm a brand photographer for female entrepreneurs. And at the time that was a niche for me. And now I've niched even further into the industry because there's thousands of different types of business owners, right? Um, For me, I really love working with like spiritual and heart-centered coaches one-on-one. And I just have found like that photography just flows really naturally to me. And I'm getting a million DMs and people are like really loving those photos. And I get a lot of referrals through those people. And so it's, I realized, oh, that's like my, my magic right there is that's like, 
that's my tribe, my people. And it took me a long time, you know, I've done a hun- over a hundred one-on-one personal brand photo shoots to get to this place of, oh, I love working with coaches. But now that I have this niche, you know, I know it's going to help me stand out over another brand photographer who is all over the place with who they work with. Yeah. So let me get this clear. So you, I'm going to try to peg you here, Meg. So you are a personal brand photographer for women who are in the health coaching, uh, spiritual wellness uh, industry. Yes, exactly. Is that exactly? I mean, there's probably a little bit more wiggle room, but it, does it go any? Does it focus up you any more clear than that? No, that's like pretty much what I I talk about. Um, and I still work with other brands. You know, I have some real estate agents I'm just obsessed with, and I love them. But I'm not, you know, I'm not sharing their photos as much because on social media, I really want to focus on showing my work with. Um, full-time six-figure, like online six or seven-figure coaches that need a lot of content. They want that person to come in there and really just help them build this beautiful brand and take the help them save time on their photos. You know, it's such a value to have someone come in and cu- capture like a hundred beautiful images on a single day and have content for the rest of the year, and you don't have to worry about that part of your business. So. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. Um, okay. So this is great. Now I got to ask the question that, that some people are probably asking in their own minds. It's like the skeptics out there and we're all skeptics. I get it. But like when I, when you go that specific with something, right. I know the thought that enters your, our, our minds, or maybe we're not questioning you, Meg, but maybe we're questioning ourselves, right? So you're telling me, Meg, that I could be the personal brand photographer for ping pong players within the Midwest who are on their way to the Olympics with a certain, I don't know, I'm, I'm just riffing right now. Okay. I'm like, I'm trying to get really specific with something. But I think that the, the thing that goes into my mind as I'm like, I having this idea, ping pong just came into mind, by the way, because I just sold my ping pong table. I digress. Uh, but I think the, the thought that disrupts that uh, dream from really taking root is there's no way there's money in that. There's no way I'm going to be able to make six figures doing that. There's no way I can support my family doing that. I need to keep it broad, right? And so people may be questioning you right now in the, in the back of their dirty little minds, or maybe they're just interrupting their own dreams. But can I ask you, Meg, Has it? have you been able to build a sustainable business being that focused? Yes, absolutely. And I've been able to build an abundant business being focused. And I just want to remind everyone it didn't happen right away. You know, this is a hundred shoots in. Um, but I want to encourage people to it, look at your beliefs first, because if you believe that there's no way I'm not going to be able to stand out and you have these negative beliefs, like that's what's going to happen. Like you're not going to be able to get beyond that if you have, if you're carrying these beliefs. So that's kind of the first thing is to start with um, building your confidence and getting mentorship and investing in yourself so that you do feel worthy and valuable and you feel 
not even, you just know you are worth this much money and you know that you can find those clients. And it, it's kind of a little bit of faith as well. And you have to just, you know, once you start niching down and charging higher prices, it's, there's a little period where you just have to kind of wait and have faith that these people are going to come. You have to get comfortable with saying no to the things that don't light your soul on fire, right? The clients that aren't your ideal. And you just have to create that space for those clients to come in. And absolutely, like people will invest. Like the more niche you are, the higher you can charge. I mean, that's just a fact. If you think about, you know, when you go to the doctor, you know, think about, um, you know, if you're just going in for a checkup, cool. You're just going to a regular doctor. But what if your spouse, your husband or wife got breast cancer? Like, do you want to go to the regular doctor or will you spend any amount of money to go to that doctor who specializes in breast cancer to help your wife? You know, so it's kind of like that with the business. You know, people, entrepreneurs are really busy people. And, you know, if you, and they, they want to get results. And so if they see you've worked with this kind of client, you've gotten amazing results, that's exactly what they want. You're who they want. They love you. Then they're going to invest the money. And also just like the last point of that it's is, true. you know, as you raise your prices, as you get niched down, you don't need like 10 clients a month. You just need like two to four clients a month. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds, and then the best part is I uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. Ex file expenses even quicker. Uh, keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. Like, as your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. This is a, there's, man, there's so many things I want to piggyback mm -hmm. off of this. Let me, let me rewind by you. You said something uh, about mm -hmm. kind of your mindset and um uh your beliefs right uh early in um, in that statement and it made me it reminded me of something that Jim Rohn once said Jim Rohn said 
uh, if you work hard on your job, you'll be able to make a salary or like a living, right? Like if you keep working hard on your craft, you'll make a salary. But if you work hard on yourself, you'll be able to make a fortune. And it just goes, I think, into that that concept of investing into yourself, investing into your mindset, investing into your beliefs, and really getting um, starting to dig, get it, get clear with like how you like like where did these beliefs come from? Why? Why do you believe what you believe? Like where, where, where did that or like even become oriented at? Even not just like beliefs about things like my value and, and beliefs about things like my confidence, but even beliefs about things like God. <laughs> like like where to how why do I believe that exactly? Like where did that belief come from? And really start to get curious about that type of stuff. Um because if you can get clear on 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 that, if you can start to invest more into yourself than you do just like your your craft or your job, that's when things really begin to open yes, up. Hundred um, percent. I invested a lot of money in the beginning in myself. You know, going to workshops like Abundance, um, getting mentorship. I remember I paid. I actually paid a photographer to go assist them on a wedding. Like I paid them to go assist them for free because I was just like that hungry to learn. Um, <laughs> hold up, hold up. This is brilliant. This is so good. You guys, I, you got to understand the amount of people who DM me or who, who, who post in the mastermind group, how do I, how do I get someone to let me assist them or second shoot with them? You know, like, Hey, I'm desperate. I just started. No one will let me second shoot them. I've reached out to everybody and no one will let me second shoot with them. Let me just get this clear. You literally offered to pay them. Yeah, to do and it? so it, it kind of like happened organically. I didn't really offer, but what I did is this is when I first got back from living abroad, started my business. I reached out to like a dozen of the best wedding photographers in San Diego via Facebook message. And I knew I can't just be like, let's get coffee and pick your brain. Like I knew I needed to offer them some kind of value. And so I offered to second shoot or assist for free. I even offered to like because my skill at the time, I had been a trainer and yoga teacher. So I offered that. And I actually got a mentor in San Diego who helped me tremendously um, because he needed accountability to stretch and do yoga. And so we did a trade. Um, and then another girl I met up with, she was totally willing to let me assist her. But it was more of like, okay, I'll meet with you one-on-one -on -one for an hour and then you'll assist me. But here's the price. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Because I was just hungry. And I was like, I know your experience, your skill at what you do. And I need to learn from you. <laughs> I love this. That is, that is amazing. I am accepting offers. If anybody would like to pay to second shoot with me, I'm in need of a few <laughs> second shooters for next year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. That's okay. I, I, the, the moral of the story is actually just the, I think the big takeaway is just your drive, right? Like anybody can ask the question of like, Hey, this won't happen. This won't happen. I can't get somebody to do this. Like no one's saying yes. And, and I love the way that you, you, you brought it out it, it, no matter what it took. Right. Um, it's incredible. Okay. So I, I've got a couple of questions here about personal brand photography that I, I actually want to get specific mm -hmm. with you for a little bit. Is that cool? If we kind of like, I, we've, we've been kind of high level with what this is and, and, and your story and relationship to it and what it is, what it's not. But I'd love to understand a little bit more of like the business model. Can we talk that? Are you cool if I start asking you some numbers and just like some ideas on like the actual yes, structure? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So thank you for that, by the way, I, I appreciate you being up, open to this. So I think that, you know, within the, 
let's let's talk about it from maybe like the portraiture world, right? So with with a wedding, you know, there's going to be like you've got your wedding collection, and someone comes and hires you to shoot their wedding, right? And they pay their ex, you know, three thousand dollars. Great, they go on their way. They're not getting married again. It's not a repeat client. You may get some album sales, some print sales down the road. You may be able to photograph their babies when they're born, um, but that's kind of the, the crux of it. Let's go portraiture. Uh, now, I've seen kind of like um, newborn portraiture programs where it'll be like over a duration of a full year. They'll sell a package over a year. That would be the newborn, the, the, the six-month or the three-month, six-month, one-year pictures, right? And it becomes a thing. But I think a lot of times portraiture is also kind of like, here is your senior pictures. Here's your set of senior photographs. It's kind of a one-off thing. Now I'm curious with, or even, sorry, let, let me kind of break down a few more models here. <laughs> with with more commercial work, you know, you'd probably be selling like not only the, the maybe the, the the shoot itself, but you're really focused on a certain amount of images, right? So you're gonna you're gonna get this one photograph, and then you're gonna sell the rights to that picture, right? So you you're gonna get the picture, and you'll be able to use it in uh, a certain print publication for the next year, and then any other use online or any other commercial use would be an additional fee that you'd negotiate, right, based off the value of that thing. Where does I feel like personal brand photography falls into this gray area where it's commercial, right? There's profit on the back end, it's for advertising, and yet it's also very personal, this type of individual one-off in a way use. And so I'm curious about maybe the the pricing structure that you found that balances both ends. Does that make sense? Would I just kind of explain those two? Yeah, degrees? I can just, I have so much to say on this because I've done a lot of testing over the years. I've changed my prices like at least a dozen times <laughs> based on finding what works and what doesn't within this industry. And overall, I think what's different about working one-on-one with people versus commercial or maybe weddings is especially business owners, sorry, you know, working B2B, business to business owner, um, is that these people are very busy. Like they're running a business, especially if they're a solo entrepreneur, they're most likely doing everything. Maybe they have some assistance, but they have a lot on their plate. So what I found that actually works and gets people to commit and gets people excited is just keeping it really simple. Um, I know like uh, what Marie Forleo, I think said, when you confuse people, you lose people. And so I really think like that is a big thing I've learned uh, the hard way (laughs) is just like keeping it simple. And so I actually just have one offering. I I technically two. I have two offerings. Um, And my one, my first offering is called magnetize your brand. And it's a full day brand shoot to get my clients potentially a full year of content for social media on just one day. It is a full day. I call it, I, I tell them what's included is six hours, 150 images, the commercial rights, um, a brand vision call to really plan the shoot. Um, and the price is 2,500. And the other option I have is famous all year. And that is three of those photo shoots a year. This is for clients who need a lot of content. And I actually from a lot of trial and error have extended it to be 18 months. So they can use them over 18 months just because, you know, 150 images is a lot. So it's going to take them a long time to use that content first before they're ready for another one. And, um, I, the big thing I want to say here, um, 
And, and I have a lot of clients, by the way, who love the famous all year, the three a year, and I give them a $1,000 discount in total by committing to three a year and we do monthly payments. So it makes it really easy for them. They put down a deposit, $1,200, and then do like $400 to $500 monthly payments for 11 months. And they go on auto pay. It's really easy and they like that. And I think they just like the idea of saving money and they also you know, if they like you, they want to keep working with you. They want someone to take care of this part of their business so that they don't have to think about it. And um, overall, I think maybe we can get into this next, but I think um, the biggest thing, it's not like the pricing, what you're offering. This is like literally one minute of my hour phone call conversation with them at the very end of the call. We go over pricing for like one minute. And I'm like, okay, sound good, cool. <laughs> you know, it's more about building the value throughout the call, and um, and yeah, just I I just love to keep it simple because I found that's that works. I know some uh, commercial photographers sell the commercial rights separately or all these add-ons, and for my people, they just want it simple. They just want to be like, yes, set it up, let's do it. You know, because a lot of these people are also like a little bit like hesitant to invest in themselves or they're like sometimes not feeling ready or worthy. So that's where like building their confidence on the call comes into play because it's a big investment and it's not so much about the money. It's more about, Oh my gosh, if I do this photo shoot, I'm going to have to show these photos. I'm going to have to talk about my business. This is going to become real. And so it's helping them like build that confidence and make the commitment so they can start to see better results in their business. It's cool. I love this. Okay. So I got to rewind because there may be some people who were yelling at, into their <laughs> phones or into the car. This, so only because I know this one, I'm sure I've botched so many quotes. This is no, this is no bad. I'm just, I feel like I, I ought to correct because I actually know that, that would be Donald Miller who oh, said, if you confuse, I love you lose. The book. Oh so yeah. I, can, I love that I, book. Okay. You talk about that book. <laughs> good, good, good. No, and it's okay. I like, I, I, I imagine, like, I'm curious how many things that I've like misrepresented or quote. No, it's, it's all good. I just was like, oh man, I bet some people know that one. They're going to be like, oh wait, Thank isn't that Donald Miller? Anyhow, so here's, so, so I'd like what you've done with, with the three, three a year on a monthly retainer. Have you, has anybody ever been interested in doing literally a shoot a month, like a monthly type of a thing where they get 30 images for that month. Like that's in my mind, I'm, I'm imagining, by the way, I'm just riffing right now with you, Meg. There's no, there's no goal with this. I'm just kind of like, man, if I were to go do this, I would try to sell someone on essentially an image a day. So every month, a monthly retainer, they're going to have 30 images for that month. Is that something um, that you Actually, tried? yes. And I have had clients very interested in that. Um, I have tried it and I will say it's more stressful. It's a lot of shoots. Again, these are business owners. They're busy. I put a lot of planning into the shoot. That's you know, true. our planning yep. call is two hours and they fill out the brand questionnaire and we plan wardrobe, we plan locations, we plan key shots. And so it's kind of a lot to get really good quality photos. You need to put time and intention into it. And, you know, a few, like four weeks goes by so fast. So I like to explain this to my business owners and explain why you know, I tell them that's why I prefer to just do it all on a full day. And, you know, they're going to invest in hair and makeup and take the time to really make this photo shoot good. And so it's, it's great if you can just get a lot of content on one day. And I've also built it this way because I prefer that. I really love like the full day and it's not for everyone. I, I think like some photographers might 
actually I know brand photographers who do exactly what you're saying. They have clients on retainers. They work with like sometimes bloggers or like influencers and they meet like once a week even and do like a little one hour shoot. For me, that just sounds so stressful (laughs) to have like maybe like 10 or 20 clients a month versus just like a couple clients who were just like really invested in that full day and were taking the time to plan it out and get a lot of looks on the one day. You know, most of my clients do 10 to 15 outfits and looks on the one day and we go to like three to five locations. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, especially what you just described with like they're they're business owners. Like they got stuff to do. And not only that, it, you'd you'd go from like it would feel like planning a session, planning a shoot, photographing it, and then directly into planning the next one. It would kind of feel like a non like an an additional job, right? Like a whole mm-hmm. other thing. Uh so I I totally get that. Hey Meg, I'm curious. So I, I've been, I've been, um, up on, you know, there, I've had a couple episodes, uh, on this topic of like value-based pricing and really understanding the value that those images, uh, essentially, um, uh, serve to offer the, the owner, right? Like, like what's the actual quantifiable metrics behind the value of these images and, and what they can do, from a number standpoint for the business and then basing pricing off of that. Is that something that you've considered? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, I just want to say for the record, my very first brand shoot was $200 and now $2,500, the mm-hmm. same shoot. That's about as much as my <laughs> yeah. first wedding was. Is yeah, that, so it takes time to really build. But you know, over the, the two years, of course, my experience, the client experience has really gotten so much better, you know, than that first two hundred dollar shoe. And, you know, my quality of photos has has also improved. But I also want to like throw myself under the bus a little bit. I don't think I'm the best photographer out there. I've literally only been doing photography like two or three years. Like a few years ago, I didn't even know how to use a camera. So I'm still improving my skill in that way. But yeah, when it comes to value and value-based pricing and serving your people, it's so much more about the experience than I think people think it is, um, than the actual product. And it's both, you know, you need a great product, but the client experience, if you're really delivering a great experience and helping people feel confident, feel good about themselves and getting photos that they're going to love, you know, that is priceless to some people, especially when it comes to getting in front of the camera. Like it's such a vulnerable thing. And so just connecting, you know, I guess to answer your question, um, when I have the sales call, um, connection call, I like to say, to see if, you know, we're a good fit to work together. I just really like, dive in and want to get to know them, their business, their future dreams. Like a couple questions I always ask is like, where do you see yourself in three years? You know, what's your ideal life and business going to be? Um, and just really like digging into that and building their confidence because I know a hundred percent without a doubt that when they do this photo shoot and they start showing up online more consistently, sharing themselves, they're gonna like, it's gonna help their business grow. And so if I can encourage them to keep moving forward and take the steps, like that's, that's what I do. It's awesome. Yeah. I think there's opportunity there to really, um, in that, in that, in that, um, in that connection call or in that discovery to, to even begin to brainstorm some of those metrics of like, what, what would those numbers be on their end? 
uh, like if, you know, if there was a, a 4% growth of their business over the next 12 months or like whatever the percent, like, you know, whatever it is yeah, I think um, a lot. and, and create measurable, like, let's say they, you know, what if they, what if that would result in a hypothetical hundred K increase in sales and revenue? And then you discount that based off of uncertainty, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you played, let's say a role in that, what would that be worth? Is that worth 10%? If the, you know, is that worth 10 K? I don't know. It's just an interesting kind of angle to, to take. It's been one that, um, I've been, I've been playing a lot with and I, I just, there's, I think it could be really, it could be really interesting. Yeah, I do think that's great. I, I, so I, I think, you know, there's three types of people. Um, and I learned this from my good friend, who's a copywriter. <laughs> there's like thinkers that will really resonate with those like statistics and numbers and then there's more like emotional feeler people who are like really heart centered and they just want to feel like, Oh, I feel like this is the right decision for me to make. And, you know, um, and then there's people that are like, kind of like the rebels that are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to build this business. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Um, I don't know that just popped into my brain, <laughs> but so when you were talking about that, I think for me, my people are like, like very heart centered entrepreneurs and kind of rebels. Like they really, people are attracted to my really like creative images, kind of like out of the norm, the really kind of like magical, like glowy image images. And so because I kind of know my clients, I know how to direct the call and what they're going to care about. And I know like my people, they just want to feel good and they want photos that represent them authentically. Um, a big thing I've heard my clients say is when they come to me is, you know, I've had photo shoots with other photographers, but it just didn't capture me. It didn't bring my energy out. It's not the vision that I have for my brand. And so the conversations we have are more kind of really about their vision and their brand vision. And that's what makes this industry a little bit different is it's, it's a little, you can't, it's more about bringing your client's vision to life. If they have a vision for their brand and many entrepreneurs have put a lot of thought and intention into their branding already and bringing their vision to life. And yes, you can totally get creative. Like there will be time for that, but what are, what is their image like, or their vision? And like, what are the photos that they're most excited to get and that they need for their website, for their brand? And so just having that, that's kind of the conversation we have on the phone. And um, some people, occasionally I get people that they just need help. They're like, I don't know. I don't know locations. I don't know what to wear. Like, I need your help. I'm like, great. I got you. I love, I love when I get to work with clients like you and I just get to direct everything and like help guide your vision. But I do get people where, you know, part of why they weren't happy with their photos in the past is because the photographer didn't communicate enough before the shoot, didn't plan, didn't take the time to know their brand and it just didn't feel like them. And so they never posted the photos. They never used them. Yeah. No, I think you nailed it. I mean, you're right. This is a great, it just goes back to like, there's no, like, this is the way that it has to be. Like you have to use value-based pricing or this, even like, even just for you in your, in, in like your explanation of who you are, you're like, you're obsessed with helping women, uh, like you step into their power <laughs> and all things magic. Like that's, I think you know that. And I don't know if those, the, that your, your particular client is interested necessarily in all the metrics, but I also, you know, it's like you can have, they're not mutually exclusive, you know, you could have somebody interested in all things magic and yet still be, you know, interested in their, in their metrics for, for their yeah, growth. Yeah, I so actually, I, I love totally how you brought this up, Ben, Meg, the metrics, because it's something I want to actually start 
kind of gathering more of. It's just a little tricky to figure out how to do it. So I'd love like any ideas you have. But I thought about even sending like a six month post like survey um, to get a review from the client where it's like, what what are the actual tangible like benefits you've seen? Because I've had clients write in the reviews like, my engagement on Instagram really took off and I've been getting more, more engagement, but not like, I haven't really got been able to gather those like hard numbers. Yeah. Like what did that result? Yeah. So the engagement that you got, let's so you, let's say that they got a, a 10% higher engagement. Uh, what, like mm-hmm. what, yeah. What would that result in, you know? Um, or maybe it's emails, maybe that, you know, that shoot brought in an additional 500 emails over the course of a month. What's, what's their cost per email, right? Like what's the value of an email, uh, for them, you know? So even if they can't give you the exact dollars, you can begin to understand what is, what's the value of a follower. What's the value. And actually this does bring to mind something that I have talked about with clients on the call is I've experienced the magic of personal brand photography and sharing yourself online and, how that can, you know, generate revenue. Um, Back in March, I had a $20,000 launch. And part of that was because that was just, I was basically just doing like a little special on my famous all year and targeting um, past clients to sign up. And um, I, what really helped my launch and supported that. And the reason I got so much engagement and eyes about the post and the launch was because I shared some new brand photos that people really love. They were, it was like this hot pink background. They really stood out and people started engaging with it. And so more people saw that. And I actually encouraged my clients to like save a couple of your really like wow factor, creative brand photos for when you are going to do like a launch. It's awesome. Yeah. And then it's, it's like saving those case studies. Like that can be a great case study even for you, um, that, that you can use, mm-hmm. uh, just as reference, you know, just like as, reference material. So you've got some, you've got some stuff for the listeners, right? You've got a couple of things and I'm curious how this is, how this has kind of been created. So you've got, um, you've got a quiz that you've put together for anyone who's listening to go ahead and check out to see if brand photography is their purpose. Can you explain a little bit about how that's going to work? So it's a PDF I created just for your people. And it's just a really short, like five question quiz, like to see if maybe brand photography is like really where you're going to excel at um, versus whatever photography you think you're meant to do. And then the second part of the worksheet is just three ways to really grow your brand photography business or just get started in the industry. And these are like the top three things that really worked for me. It's awesome. Meg, thank you so much for chatting today. Uh, this is a conversation that I haven't had the opportunity to, to really dive into. And it's just such a great crash course into this, this kind of space of personal brand photography. And it's one that I'm going to want to continue to bring uh, to the SFB uh, podcast. And so I appreciate you, you kicking it off. Look, where can people find you, see more of <laughs> your magic, see more of your work online, uh, follow your journey and, and reach out and, and start seeing if there's other ways. That yeah. You can so I them. hang out on Instagram, kind of like you, Ben, I'm at Meg Marie photo with underscores between. Um, and I also have a Facebook group. I created for brand photographers, just a private small community where I do kind of like um, just show up and teach live lessons with, about things that inspire me that really help my business take off. And um, you can find the group by downloading that, the worksheet. And there's like a link in there. But Instagram or megmariephoto.com is another 
place. That's awesome. Meg, thank you so much. You're welcome. This was awesome. And thank you, Ben, because you were just like one of the first and just, I would say like biggest mentors and reasons that my business has really taken off. And now I'm doing work that I love, that I'm passionate for, and just excited every day to go work. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you've just been so, so helpful. I love your podcast and I'm always going to listen to it. Ah, oh, thank you, girl. Thank you. Isn't it great when you get to like wake up and be like, yeah, it's Monday. Let's go. Like I hate <laughs> Friday. Fridays piss me I'm, off. I'm like, no, I no, want to get back like, My problem it's is so it's good. hard to stop working. So I, I'm working on like my boundaries and self-care right now because I just love what I do. I love what I do. And everybody knows you love what you do. It's really obvious to see. And, you know, I think when we find what we love, we need to go for it. We need to go all in and, you know, we will be provided for it's awesome. Thank you again. Podcast listeners, thank you for listening today to Meg Marie McMillan. Uh, listen, I think this whole personal brand photography thing has so much room. Like she was saying, so much opportunity, so much room to grow. She's right. There's so many more personal brands that need content, that need imagery. We need content every day. Y'all, I need con- I need a personal brand photographer. I am a photographer. So listen, hit me up. I'll hire you. <laughs> uh, I've, I'm just really excited to be able to bring this conversation uh, to to the table. And it's always great when I get to have, have like just talk with someone who I've, I've invested a lot of time with and, and to see them completely take off. Mega's completely skyrocketed her career since when we first uh, connected a, a few years ago. And on that note too, you guys, listen, if you're interested in checking out Abundance, uh, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash Abundance. I'll, I'll put a link down there. Um, it may be it may be open, it may be live, uh, or it may just be a wait list, but I'm going to be opening up here really soon. It's going to be the first week of December. Uh, if you want to come uh, and dive in with me for four days, uh, I'd love to have you by the house. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm going to drink more booch and I'll see you on the next episode of the SFEP podcast. Bye everybody.